Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is December 2nd. I think we're on Wednesday. Are we on Wednesday already? Wednesday? Oh, my gosh. And December 2nd. Today I said, wow, it's like 23 days till Christmas. Things just are happening every single day. Events are coming and going. And yet, nothing. Nothing but nothing feels the same this year. No matter what we try to do to make things the way they were, there is nothing the way it was. Every normal thing in our lives has been challenged, broken, discarded, or just not needed anymore. We no longer have to fight each other because Everything, exactly what it said in Origins of Truth, just went down a line of black or white. You either think like this or you think like that. When it's fueled with unfinished business and anger and resentment and wanting to hurt others and get people back and be resentful. And the other is this collective consciousness of binding together, of going back to the beginning of our communities, of what we can do to help each other, of everyone's lives mattering, surges of support for people, harnessing that power, and now knowing, knowing, Because for a long time, we got super complacent that we can't make change. Only to find out that anyone can win the battles along the way, but not win the war. We can manipulate up to a certain point. The system comes a day where at the end of the day, the human being that's sitting at home watching all of this has the ultimate say. I know it sounds very much like I'm talking about what happened in the election, and part of me is because I think of it, and I think of my son saying, wow, I I never thought this would happen. But he learned the importance of witnessing someone lose every battle and then watch them win the war. Because when truth is not present, the power of love is. It just takes a while 
because love is one of those things that's so far ahead that we really do think it's behind or silly or all those people, they just care about each other. They have no idea how this works. But blind are the meek. Or the meek are blind, however you want to look at it. Starting to speak to each other more directly, we kind of, I know this is going to sound like a weird dichotomy, but because we've had time to ourselves, we've gotten to slow down, to pause, to do deep thinking around our life, to really define what we're committed to and what our values are. What it taught us in this year and what's different about this year is that because we had that time, because we paused, because we started thinking about what we care most about, we started deciding where to put our energy because our time became more valuable. There's a lot of stuff we stopped listening to because we realized oh that doesn't fit in my commitment what I'm committed to or my values and what the core values are so the challenges and the opportunities of 2020 looked like wow everything's going to hell And then I always say, oh, wait, but there is no hell. Hell is the lack of love. And what we found was that lack of love is what screams all day long. The people who feel love, love being so far ahead that it looks like it's behind, it's pretty quiet. It moves quickly so fast that someone who can't feel it doesn't even see it. Because Christ said that we will get to where we speak two languages in Origins of Truth. Back to that book. That book. I can't believe. I can't believe came through me almost 19 years ago. And here we are. When Christ said there would be two languages, I'm like, yep, English will be one. What would be the other one? Possibly Latin? And he said, no, the language of love and the language of lack of love. And that we would recognize which was which and we would know where we belonged. It would be black and white and there would no longer be gray. Well, he wasn't kidding. He wasn't kidding. When I go back to Origins of Truth now, I can't believe what I'm reading. If I wrote it today, I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, that's what's happening right now. But I didn't write it today. I started writing it in 2002. So when I read it today, and I I see how I understood it then, 
it taught me that when he said we will learn the same things over and over again just in greater depth, here we are. I remember four years ago during this very time when we had an election, and I'm not a political person, so I'm not talking to politics right now. But what I am speaking to is the truth. There is nothing on earth that upsets me more than when the truth is not told, but it is being treated as though it is. And it's only because I know that if the truth isn't on the table, there's no way we can actually proceed. Anything we proceed with is a false positive. It's like saying, okay, well, based on this, we're going to do this. And I'm like, oh, here we go. We're going to go deeper and deeper in the hole, looking like we're doing something right. And we all know deep inside we are not. But we're willing to follow it because we have nothing else to hold on to. But notice that the people who had the truth just kept tugging away every day, trying to bring up, document just what wasn't true. It doesn't matter who said it. I don't care who said it. When I would talk about this, people would start naming names of people, but I don't care who the people are. But I do care about what they say and how they affect other people. So just looking at that alone, that clean and clear perspective, had to be taught to me through Christ and by Christ. Because when I look at things now, I don't say, well, you think that way, you're wrong. Well, why do you think that way? As though I'm right and I know everything. I don't think that at all. But what I do think is, what's true here? (laughs) And what isn't? And I remember saying to very, very upset people, including my my son, who immediately cried when he heard about what happened. And I said, but we don't know what we're supposed to learn yet. Why are you so upset? This obviously happened for a reason. We may not know that reason, but we will. And now we do. Because once the truth comes out, our soul begins to rest. And I remember when the election was taking place, I was in the hospital. At that time, um, it was before they started saying, you can't go to the hospital with your loved ones because of COVID. The first trip to the hospital I was able to be there and the second trip I was not so I'm there and I remember being in the worst of everything and when the election results were announced which was on a Saturday I did not know they were announced yet because we were in the room and I heard all the nurses start screaming on the floor, yays, and I thought, gosh, are they having a birthday party, what's going on, and they said, oh, no, no, they declared Joe Biden president, and I said, oh, 
wow, look at the reaction of the healthcare workers, which are a big hot button right now. I couldn't believe the reaction. They were screaming on the floor. On an ICU floor where it's super quiet and every single patient on that floor had their own nurse. Hence the ICU, right? They just get one nurse assigned to one patient on that floor because everybody on that floor is literally teetering between life and death. Their celebration, their celebration only because deeper inside the truth in their eyes was finally going to be what set the pace. No, you didn't see what you saw. No, you didn't hear what you heard. Here, let, let me tell you what you heard. And I remember taking a deep breath for truth. Just for truth. And I felt like the air became kinder. Because I know, I know that truth was in the air because I now felt it. I was looking forward to this election for a while just to see how it played out, curious about human behavior. But then when it came, I was so busy, I didn't even have time to pay attention. I couldn't put the sound on on the TV in the room because it would have been too noisy for the patient. I just sat there and waited. But watching people celebrate truth made me so very happy. So the biggest thing that happened this year, the biggest difference that happened and why everything else is different is that this year was the fight for the unspoken truth. Why did this all happened for four years. Why did we have a pandemic? Why did we need a pandemic? Why did we have to hear just blatant lying and watch fellow souls believe these lies? What inside of them needed those lies? How much anger our country has boiling counterclockwise underneath us all? Well, there there was no stone left unturned so far. Everybody's seen, known, acknowledged, and hopefully will find their way to truth. All of this is about truth. can't lie about the numbers of the pandemic. Even trying to hear someone talk with a, a, a talking point that this is not happening, 
it, it's almost like feeling nails on a chalkboard. But I listen because I'm fascinated, fascinated with how a soul takes in this information. I don't want to debate them. I don't want to tell them they're right or wrong. I just want to hear them. The patience that I have when somebody needs, needs to ramp. Needs to ramp up and put their view on the table and say what bugs them and talk about how angry they are over it. And I'll say, but why are you so angry? Why do you need that much anger? Why do you need so hard to point your finger in someone's face and tell them how wrong they were? And Francis is asking me in the chat, and Francis, with everything that's happened, I couldn't remember. She says, Nadia, do you remember what Christ's word for this for the year was? And I would love it if you could tell me because I was trying to remember because there were so many and I thought it was reclaiming, but I'm, I couldn't remember. Oh, believe. Thank you, Eliana. So much has happened this year that last December and January really feels like 10 years ago because when we are learning, there is no time. And I really, it, even being sidetracked in all of this, still felt the shift in energy. Staying informed, staying engaged, giving ourselves space. It does all go back to believing in ourselves first and everything we have done. It's not a place in our world to criticize someone for not being where you're at. It's about just hearing someone. Patient. Who's to say I'm right or you're right or anyone's right? But when we hear each other and we listen to each other without trying to tell somebody how they should be thinking... We just listen to how they do think. Allowing others to tell us who they are is all they need. We don't need to criticize each other. We don't need to put each other down. And there's that black and white right now where there's death threats for people telling the truth. For telling the truth. And Eliana, thank you for remembering the belief because they, as I watch people speak about the truth and, and know that their lives are being threatened, they're willing to speak the truth over the threats. Why? Because the truth feels good when you're the one who can say it. And when you can't, you want to attack everybody who's saying truth and make them look like there's something wrong with them 
in really believing that others will believe you. And there's still that segment that's on that bandwagon of hurting, of breaking boundaries, of ignoring laws. It's an it's a time in our world where all bets are off and we are going back to basics when it comes to truth, love, and purity. When it comes to there being no soul more important than another. When there is no soul left behind. When we are paying attention to who's hungry. We waited, we waited. But then communities came into play and helped each other and continue to do so. Easy to face the changes we're changing. But it's not about the challenges. It's about how we react to those challenges. There's a lot of positive that's coming out of a reason that You know, it's the current reason. We're not going to have COVID forever, but why do we still have it now? That's my question. It's not about COVID. It's about can we take care of each other? Can we watch out for each other? Nobody expected that we have now. It's not whether or not we have climate change. It's what can we do to make our air cleaner. What's wrong with that? We've been doing that since the 70s. No one called it climate change. It wasn't politically charged. But we had an EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, in the 70s. I remember it forming, or at least discovering that it was formed. And we had super bad pollution then. Our pollution now is nothing like it was then because we cleaned our air. We changed the way our cars let out their exhaust. We have emissions controls. We have controls in companies so they can't dump all this waste in the air because we were breathing that air. It never occurred to us that the air would get clogged up like that, but it did. We didn't call it climate change. We didn't call it anything. We just said, hey, our air stinks. We're breathing it. Let's fix it. And instead of our ear getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, it got better and better and better and better. Why can't jobs be created to make our world better than to fight whether or not it should be better or not or whether or not the problem is real? We're learning to create positive outcomes. Yesterday's show all about challenging our negative thoughts. That show came out in real time as I was trying to take notes for some of the things I was saying because it felt so good to hear it. That's the magic of these shows is that we are all in this together and learning this together, me included. I always say I'm nobody special. And I know you guys know that. But what is special 
is that when we get those glimpses of Christ and we get the kind of words we can use in our daily lives while we are alive here. Otherwise, there's no point in listening. Learning with you has been the biggest positive of seeing Christ. In the last six weeks or so, when I couldn't do the show, I missed those moments. They started coming to me in different ways, like while I was in the hospital or while, you know, they came home and, you know, my whole night and day was serving. I would get these beautiful glimpses. And the only thing that would make me feel weird about it was that I was not sharing it with you. I didn't have a forum that I could sit and do every day. And I missed these conversations. Because our world is breathable, our air. We had our own human protection agency that came into place and gave us air we can breathe. Because once we know the truth, we can go on. And when we don't, what happened? We spun in circles trying to find that truth, trying to prove the truth all day long, every single day. And it was exhausting. And now it's empowering. We all saw an example the truth can do of how powerful it is. Imagine in a relationship with your kids or your partner or at work because we have associated the truth with negative. You can't tell them the truth. Just tell them this. Can't tell them you don't like their project. Don't tell them what's wrong with it. They'll be upset at you. They'll retaliate. They'll, they'll X you out. They'll talk about you. And now people will say, what do you think? And you'll say, I think this can work. However, we need to pay attention to this issue, the people part, because they're going to be the end user of this product. It's a great product, but how do we tell people to use it? That's missing. Oh, okay. Wow, I'm sorry. I I overlooked that. I'm so close to this that I just thought people would know. That would be a conversation at work or with your child. Hey, I'm, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but I've been around a little bit longer than you have. I may not know everything, but I do know that I've tried this, and this is what happened. Instead of, you should do it the way I did it, or you should listen to me because I'm the parent, just tell them what happened. Just the way we listen to others, let them tell you who they are, let them tell you what they're thinking, it's it's their stage right now. Let them speak. Otherwise, you yourself don't know what you're dealing with. Instead of trying to tell people what to do all day, listen. Because then you know what you're telling. Otherwise, we're just saying stuff.
and and Maria put 2020, the year of accomplishment. There you go. I couldn't remember it. For some reason, I, I'm blanked even when I hear these things because it feels like 10 years ago. I can't wait to get what this year is, believing, accomplishing. We are walking on new ground, and we can decide how we want to continue walking. That is in our hands now. We don't need to win every battle. But at the end of the day, when it comes to making a decision, when we are at the fork in the road, whether we want to repave that road with love or not, is a decision that we make for our very own reasons. Responsibility now is is acknowledged. You guys, I love you so very much. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.